0: Hello and welcome to your home for
1: Texas Tech Red Raider interviews, insight, opinions, and a few laughs as well. Here's the Scarlet and Black are back with Hacks. Welcome in everybody to volume eight of the Scarlet and Black with Hacks. Hope your day and week is going as good as it can be. as we are in some crazy times here in the good old U.S. of A. I am your host, voice of Red Raider basketball and baseball, although the allergies are getting to me pretty good, Jeff Haxton. We have had just one former Red Raider baseball player on, and that was Michael Davis a couple of weeks ago. So let's bring in another one, a well-known Red Raider, a guy that I got to cover my first season as the play-by-play guy at Texas Tech, always had a smile on his face. Always was extremely welcoming and kind to me, none other than Orlando Garcia. Later, Orlando, what's up, man? What's going? What's going on, Jeff? How we been? I've uh, been good. Been good. Been missing you. Uh, 2017 seems like a long, long time ago, and it doesn't ago. seem like that long ago. It just kind of depends <laughs> on where you're at in the middle of your day. But I know this: mm-hmm. I miss you and um, and uh, your smile and 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 your abilities and, and getting to call your games and getting to say Garcia later. Uh, how are you doing currently, Orlando? Get us a little update on what Big O's doing.
2: I'm doing well. You know, like you mentioned, um, it's kind of tough, tough times right now, but uh, just trying to uh, pass it on by and um, try to finish school at the moment. Um, and, um, yeah, man, just getting ready to uh, get married here pretty soon. So. Some crazy stuff has happened since uh, since I've left, but no, man, I miss I miss Tech a lot. I miss our our conversations we used to have all the time, and it's uh it's definitely something that that i always miss. You and Michael were
1: especially good for that. Just doing a little baseball talk, you know. When I first had my my first gig was um, about five years after I got out of college and so I think I was 25 when I had that gig when I started it at Oral Roberts. And when I looked at those guys, I felt like I was their age almost, you know, and with some of them, I was pretty close. Now that gap begins to grow as you do this year after year, but Mm -hmm. uh, I always like just talking to the guys about the game of baseball, trying to get in your head, think about what you're thinking, you know, try to put myself in your shoes that helps us up in the booth. And you and Michael were always so accommodating. So I know Texas Tech fans, you know, they can immediately recall Orlando on the field with the red and black on. Talk about what happened after you left. Can you give us a synopsis of your life and fill in those gaps for people after you left?
2: Um, Yeah, let's, uh, I guess we can start with the draft. You know, I I ended up getting drafted my junior year. I left, I forgot my senior year. So I left and, um, yeah, I started playing with the San Francisco giants. Uh, I did that for two and a half years. Um, and then finally, you know, it's time to time to wrap it up. I, uh, eventually got released by the giants. Um, and then I, I continue to finish school and now I'm just trying to figure that out, you know, slowly trying to wrap up school. I have a couple more courses left to take on and, um, so, yeah, that's where I'm at now. Um, as far as that goes, though, as far as everything else, everybody's out. Everybody in my family's doing well. Uh, everybody's healthy, thank God. Uh, and, you know, it's it's a true blessing, you know, to be a Red Raider alum. Orlando, what is that
1: experience like when you get released? Uh, I can only imagine that's something that you've done, you know, I think everybody's kind of starting age is five, even though you're probably throwing the ball around as soon as you're one or two. Uh, <laughs> But I mean, you've yeah. worked your whole life. You are a guy that was sought after, a guy that had a good enough draft pick that left and 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 didn't take advantage of his senior year to go play pro ball. But when you get that news, what is that like?
2: Man, it's it's something that uh, you dread definitely as a as a you know just not even as a professional, more of uh, just a a kid playing baseball, you know, my whole life I've, like you said, you, you grow up playing baseball, playing sports. And then the day someone tells you you can't anymore, or you're not allowed to, is kind of a change of scene, you know? So it's, it's something that, um, you definitely learn from a lot. You kind of, I remember the day I got released, I was, you start thinking of everything and everybody who's helped you out along the way, as far as your parents, your family, um, even the coaching staff at tech coaching staff from, I mean, even little league, you know um, that all goes to your mind and it's something that you don't want to go through, but um, it's, it's something that I, you know, I appreciate now. It's, it's a lesson that I've learned um, and not to take things for granted. And, you know, it's, it's something that I'll carry with me forever, you know? So, um, but with that being said, it's, it's not the end of life, you know, Sure. There's, there's still, there's still life outside of baseball and I've enjoyed baseball. And, um, at some point, hopefully maybe down the road, I'll end up picking it back up somewhere, you know, coaching or helping some people out and, um, who knows, but yeah, man, it, it was a, uh, it's a tough experience, but you learn from it and, um, you definitely grow.
1: Orlando, I have to, I have to also think that it's a point of pride because, um, you know and and I can I can uh try to draw lines between what you're saying and my profession. Um, mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of folks that get to even where I'm at now i there's so many levels above me, but if they come to me tomorrow and say, "Jeff, you're no longer needed," I can always say, "Hey, I picked a profession and I dug and fought and clawed for everything that I could. And I did it, mm-hmm. I was good enough to do it. And you're in that tiny percentage of baseball players that heard their name called, that got to go mm-hmm. play in the minor leagues. Do you take any thing like that? Do you take any value from that and kind of a, I guess, consolation when you think about your career and how it ended?
2: I I do in a sense, um, but at the same time, I, I you know, my goals were so high. I've grown up, always wanting to be a big leader. Um, So with that being said, I didn't reach that goal, you know? So in a sense, there is some failure in there. Um, But like you said, there's that small percentage that gets the opportunity to do so and go on and experience all those uh, different things outside of, uh, outside in the world, you know? And it's, it's something that I will carry for the rest of my life. Um, But at the same time, I don't I don't think it was it's not a moment of how do I say it? I mean it's 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 a tough conversation just because I wanted so much out of it, you know. Um yeah. and I failed. And that's the truth. Um, you know, in my mom's eyes I'm always successful and I'm <laughs> the greatest. Thank God for player. moms. Yep, exactly. That's the only person I need to call on the over four days, that's for sure. But um but no, yeah, man, it's it it was definitely a tough experience. Um, but, yeah, you, you keep moving forward, man. You know,
1: Orlando, it's, it's amazing hearing you say that. And I, I appreciate your honesty uh, because mm-hmm. you could have shined that on. Oh, yeah, you know, there's only 1.2% players, and it's, it's even less than that, I think, to get to where you got. You could have shined it on, but you were honest, man, and it hurts. And I don't know about you, but I, and I don't feel like it's this way in other sports because I played a lot of basketball. I played even golf where it's on your shoulders, but nothing in my life hurts like an O for four or an O for five day. Do you feel that way?
2: A hundred percent. That's, that's something where that, the the, the game of baseball definitely take on for the rest of my life. You know, I just feel like the grind every single day, especially in professional baseball, you know um, it, it's, it's a tough lifestyle, man. And I think that, getting released allowed me to respect those guys that are doing it um, at that high of a level, that much more, you know, um, it's just, it's, it's awesome to see these guys go out every single day and perform. And um, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's really amazing. And in my point of view, I, I really give them a lot of respect. I, uh,
1: I remember if, um, if I was going good, Orlando, uh, the ball mm-hmm. looked like a watermelon. And if I was going bad, it looked like an aspirin tablet. I mean, <laughs> it, baseball is so mental. So mm-hmm. here's what we're going to do. I'll give you my experience. My older, now slightly more mature self, would go back to a 15-year-old me, 16, 17, 18, and I would strangle myself. I would put my arm, my hands around my younger self's neck and say relax it's a game go play the game it's okay man it's okay Mm -hmm. if you go 0 for 4 brother not many people on this earth care about your batting average shut shut (laughs) all that off and go play cut it loose and throw the ball because i i had mental blocks like crazy baseball really messed with me what Mm -hmm. would you go back and tell your 17 18 19 year old self when it pertains
2: to the game. Hmm. Um honestly, if I could go back, you know, I those days where you'd go for 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 five and you'd go home and you'd be upset. Um it's all it's all pride and you wanting to do be great, you know. You you want to be so great and you come up short on that day and and it does take a toll mentally. Um I do feel though, at the end of my career, I started to it didn't show, but I started to understand the difference of separating the game from your life, you know, um, being at the field, being away from the field, um, in the same sense of understanding that you're human. Um, you're gonna you're gonna go for four. Um, you're gonna strike out. I mean, I couldn't tell you how many times I struck out. But it's just you, you learn from that. And, and, and like you said, going back to those days, uh, I mean, I can remember growing up, All you went to the ballpark, you didn't care what you did. You just wanted to play and have fun with your friends. And um, so that, that to me, that's the way you said it is perfectly said. Um, exactly, man. Just just kind of enjoy it and understand that we are human. Um, and you got to enjoy it when it lasts. So. It, it worries me a little bit because
1: I do know that it's youth and immaturity, but I just put so much importance into it, Orlando. And maybe yeah. that did fuel me to get to where I got. It was just a small college. And and then I have so much admiration when I'm around guys like you and Hargrove and Ryan Long and the pitchers that we could list for days. Um, I have so much admiration for you guys because I did it, for two years at a, at a tiny school. And, and it was a struggle, you know, we went through a lot of things and and I hate to keep doing this comparison thing, but it helps me fuel a lot of the things that I want to say to you and ask to you, because you guys make this very hard game look easy. And at, the highest collegiate level that you could possibly do it at. And what I'm trying to say to everybody listening right now is what these guys, and let's go ahead and include the ladies in this when, when they're competing for Texas tech, what these guys do is not easy. We're talking about the travel, the schooling, the constant training, the playing and the pressure of playing where I had an audience of about 75 people watching a a small college game. You guys are going out, to millions on, on cam- on camera. How did you handle that pressure? As Texas Tech got better and better,
2: I think uh, just understanding the importance of when the lights were off, um, when no one's watching, um, the time you put in behind the scenes, uh, and it's it was kind of easy because we were built around a a team. That the majority, very high percentage, understood that. Um, and I remember I, the first day I walked in as a freshman, uh, I met Ryan Long. It's funny you mention him, but I met Ryan Long, and he he was one of the guys that would outwork everybody. Um, he would be in there late hours, um, and he would he allowed me. You know, he took me under his wing a little bit, and he allowed me to to follow his lead, and uh, and I learned quickly. Um, what type of work you needed to put in in order to be successful. And Ryan Long had just come off one of his best years, his freshman year. Uh, That's the year they went to Omaha in 15, right? Uh, Yeah. 15, 14, 14, 14, even years. Yeah. Even you're right. Um, But yeah, he, uh, they allowed me, you know, there's a big group of guys that always pushed me to work hard. Um, I remember my freshman year, I hit a walk off home run and I was so excited you know, like anybody would be any and I remember Cam uh he comes up to me and he goes, uh he said something along the lines of, Hey, you gotta settle down, you know, you got another game tomorrow. And to me that was that was big for me. You know, I always remember that, uh those guys like Cam and Corey Taylor. I know you never got to work with them, but right. there was so many so many guys uh around the locker room that allowed you to um, that pushed you to work hard and uh, made you stay level-headed and it, it was it was cool to to compete every day with them on and off the field and uh no oh man it's it's a cool way of life what was the best part of your career as a tech
1: baseball player like my best moment best. Man, you can talk about individually growing off the field meeting a girl I know you're now uh <laughs> uh, uh engaged uh
2: team-wise <laughs> What's the what's the best experience, man? I think my the, my favorite moment of all time was uh, when Steven Smith hit that home run against UNM in our in our regional. Uh, it was late in the game. I think it was actually in the ninth. He hit a solo Oppo bomb, and it was just the fans were unreal. I don't think I've ever heard the place go that crazy. Uh, but that was definitely one of my favorite moments. As far as um, the greatest thing about tech, goes along with the fans as well, man. The, the fans were awesome. Every day you'd walk around. Um, someone would recognize you here and there. They'd ask for a picture or they'd, uh, they'd make you feel like a big leaguer, you know. And um, also the, grow, the growing aspect. You, you finally, I got to experience life on my own. Um, I also lived on my own. I had my own apartment. At Tech. So oh, that, was, that, was, that was awesome. Um, I got to experience a lot on my own. And um, the team helped out a lot. You know, I was just every single day, like I said, the grind. You learn how to work. And um, you put it all together. And it's, it's such a great time, man. And um, like I said, Texas Tech is definitely the best program right now in the moment. And I think uh, it's only getting better. It's only getting better. Was
1: it easy or difficult to get the chemistry right? On your teams,
2: uh, easy. I, I'd honestly say it was really easy. Um, I never. I'm telling you, my freshman year was such a breeze. I talked to other friends from the local area, or even people from out of state, and they they talk about how how tough it was um, as far as with the guys, and they were hard on them, and this and that. And but no, man, all the guys were really cool, very welcoming the uh, locker room, and I think that started with Tadlock. You know, he kind of made that that was his thing. The people. People he was recruiting were all good dudes um, with big mindsets, and it 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 was it was smooth, man. It was a smooth transition, and um, they made you feel at home right away. Orlando, um,
1: what makes Tim Tadlock so effective?
2: A lot, man. There's there's a lot that goes into Tim Tadlock. Um, My my biggest thing with him is he – so out of high school, I really didn't have any offers. I actually didn't have one offer, uh, maybe the local junior colleges. Um, so that right, that any, right there is a story in itself, Orlando. Yeah. I didn't have any – I didn't have any D1 offers yet, at least. Um, but I I remember Tadlock came in, or my high school coach called me and said, hey, um, Tadlock's going to come see you play today, this, that. so." Anyway, I went out there. I played a few innings, did this, did that, met him. He ended up offering me um, soon after. Um, but I think the, the reason the – re- the main there's a couple reasons why I committed to Tech. Um, but the main reason was the way he was. You know, he was a genuine guy. Um, he'll tell you straight up. And he didn't lie. He told me day one that he was going to give me a chance to play, to compete for a spot. Um, and that's all I could ask for. Um, I didn't want a, a job given to me, and it definitely wasn't. We had Tim Proudfoot out there, Ryan Long, Burleson. We had all sorts of guys in the infield that were talented, and it it was a uh, it was definitely a challenge. And I think that that's something that I I respect the most. You know, he he stuck to his word and he gave me the chance to to compete and win a job. Um, as far as everything else goes, there's there's stuff he does in the field. Um, that I don't think many coaches do. And I think one of them is, is he allows you to be you. Um, he allows you to go out there and play the game the way you play it. So if you're good at something, he's going to let you do that. If you're bad at something, he's going to let you learn that you're bad at something. Um, <laughs> but but the way he coaches and the way he goes about his job is, is something that I'll always have respect for. And um, on and off the field, man. He, you know, he was one of the first ones to, to uh, call me when I got released. And I've seen him. You walk into that office and he's looking up everybody from back in the day to see how they're doing professionally. And um, he loves the game, man. He, he loves what he does and he loves his players and he takes pride in that. And um, it's just it's, – it's something that I'll – someone that I'll always respect the rest of my life for sure. What do you think of when you hear the words – Texas Tech baseball in 2017 2017 that's my last year mm-hmm.
1: my first so, year which doesn't matter but my first year your last
2: I would think honestly we 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 came up very very short um with the guys that we had and the talent that we had and uh what we we're going up against I think we we came up really short um and that's going back to the pro ball thing. You know, do I, do I give myself credit for being a professional athlete? Yes, but I failed. You know, I wasn't the, I wasn't the big leaguer that I wanted to be. Uh, in 2017, did we have some success? Um, yes, but we failed. We didn't reach the goals that we wanted to. So in that sense, I, I, to be honest, it, this short and simple uh, word would be a failure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's rough. Is that a rooster in the background, by the way? It is. My parents live, yeah, man, I'm surprised you haven't heard the train yet. Back where I'm at, my my parents live next to, uh, they have this open lot. So there's a lot of land and farming and all that good stuff.
1: Orlando hanging out with a rooster. Uh, That's great. I just wanted to make sure I was hearing right. Um, I'll tell you this, you know, again, as I'm driving away from Rip Griffin Park, stunned, you know, after what I've seen. um, And mind you that I had spent the two previous years ish in the Southland with Oral Roberts, so I'd seen Sam Houston State mm-hmm. and uh, already didn't have much of a like for those guys and to get sent home that uh that that stung, but I was driving mm-hmm. home and in into the sunset, and I was just in this complete daze, and I'm like listen you're you're the you're the radio guy. why do you care so much? I just you know you you develop attachments to the players and the coaches and the fans, and you being the middle person for you and the fan base. So it becomes this big family and it becomes all this love. And it's really the first time I've ever experienced that, Orlando, because ORU's got a great baseball program, but there's not a lot of following. You know, you're just kind of Mm -hmm. talking to the parents or whatever that might be listening. Now, this is really important. And it's important to a lot of people. So that's just from the broadcaster side, is feeling like depressed and down. What were the two weeks like after
2: that? It was tough, man. It, it was, it was, man. It's it, you take me back to it. I'm sorry. Um, I know. No,
1: hey, good. it's this is like a 2020 interview. Like everything's bad <laughs> about 2020, and here I am just dragging you through the mud. I did not. I did not have designs on that. But there's just these are just some yeah. of the things that I've wanted to talk to you since you've been gone, about.
2: Yeah. No. It's 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 not tough in a sense where I I, I still, you know, I'm still lingering with it and it it bothers me every day but it's something that you start a season um, especially in college the college atmosphere is 100% team oriented you know no matter what you do you could hit as many home runs you can have this average blah 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 but if you aren't successful on the field with your team it's not fun and it's it's not as satisfying and you learn that really quick in college um so with that being said I think that day I, I wasn't expecting that the season to end. I woke up and I remember going to the field. I was confident in the team and I was confident in what we had and what we we're going against. And at the time it was, it was, it was, it was a shocker, um, you know, but that's baseball, you know, and, and that's something that you learn um, the more you play and, and it is frustrating, you know, cause there were a lot of fans, Um that wanted us to win and they thought we should have won and this and that. And there's so much that goes into it. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's something that I'll always remember, you know, and it'll, it'll hit me like you just did. But, um, (laughs) but no, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely disappointing to think about, but no, you move on. And, uh, I'm glad that the team the year after was able to take you and, introduce you to all that. So I bet yes. that was a fun experience for you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean
1: Unreal. Unreal, right? I mean yep. it's the most special place on earth. And you know, talk about that experience and what it means to you because you know you didn't didn't get to make didn't get to step in there in seventeen, but you have been there. You have been on that stage. What's that like?
2: You see it's hard to describe, a, isn't it? It's it, it is. It really is. Um, I think because you've, you've gotten to a point where you, you want to win, 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 and then finally you make it Omaha, and that's a significance of winning. You know, you, if you win, you get to Omaha. Um, and it, it kind of puts that little stamp on on your back. Um, but at the same time, you're still trying to reach that goal um, of winning, a, winning the whole thing, which I do think Texas Tech will win in the next couple of years, um, and I don't doubt it. Um, but anyway. As far as that goes, um, yeah, you you go to Omaha, you show up, you get off. You know, people are packing your bags. uh, You you feel like a big leaguer and that much more than we did at Texas Tech, you know. And I I think that whole experience, you pull up to the the front of the hotel and there's just lines and lines of people waiting to say hi and with Tech gear and you don't realize how many Tech fans are uh, actually – there you know and and you get there and there's so much red and black all around and it it was just a it was experience that it, it's hard to explain and it's something that you have to experience on your own as a fan or as a player um and I think that's that's such an experience that that changed my life you know and my my views on everything and it, it was it was such a cool experience and I couldn't couldn't express that enough. Yeah, I've tried to define it, and I get paid
1: to define things and describe (laughs) things, and it's really hard to do. Orlando Garcia is our guest here on The Scarlet and Black with Hacks. And I'd like for you to weigh in, because you're certainly a guy that needs to be asked about this. As we wait for the return of baseball, I feel and kind of bleed for the minor leaguers and the people in the town's that Mm -hmm. these towns rely on minor league baseball to do so many things, employ people, boost incomes. There's tons, there's millions and millions of people that watch minor league baseball and the minors are in trouble right now. I mean, there's so much Mm -hmm. that's in trouble. We could sit here for the next 20 minutes and list things are in trouble, but let's talk baseball. Where does the blame lie with Commissioner Manfred, MLBPA, and MLB. Where should we point the finger currently, Orlando, on what's not getting done, and that's not playing
2: baseball? Yeah, uh, it's tough, man. That's a really tough question. Um,
0: you, you know, can say I'm all not, three, I'm not, man. I'm not, I'm
2: not, yeah, I'm not. I'm not in the meeting to to hear what's going on exactly. I can read the articles and uh, listen to the news, but at the same time, it's it, it comes down to I think the saddest part is it comes down to money on that, that end of uh, that level of baseball. You know, uh, there's a lot of money involved um, losing, making money. And I think from both ends um, it's, it's tough. It's really tough. As far as the players though, they, like I just mentioned, I understand how hard it is to be at that level. And if you're an elite player at that level, you deserve to make that type of money. Like that's, you know, it's, it's something that is very special. And I think for these players, it's, it's, they need to get paid, you know, and it's, it's hard. It's a hard point of view from the fans. Um, You know, some people might think that some are being selfish on one end and some may think the other on the other end, you know, so it's very tough. Um, As far as a minor league system goes, man, I, 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 it's upsetting, man. It, it's very sad. You know, all these people, all these guys getting released, they maybe had one more opportunity, you know, to show that they could, and they could play, and uh, who knows what they would have done. And yeah. it's, it's just sad. It's, it's very sad to see all these guys get released uh, at a time like this. Um, and we obviously have bigger issues than that at the moment, but I think uh, on the baseball end, it, it's, it's very upsetting. Well, um, you know, we have football coming
1: up. It seems like the coronavirus numbers are going up. Do you have any opinion on what the fall might look like? This is just kind of a, these are things that I get to talk about every day and try to pull yeah. up my crystal ball and figure it out. One thing we've learned <laughs> about 2020 is we have nothing figured out. Do you have a feeling on which way things might move with the virus uh, and all those things? I know it's almost impossible, to, to forecast Orlando, but just how do you feel about
2: it? I think, uh, I mean, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we could figure it all out. You know, that's, this is something that's everybody's hoping for. And I'm sure, uh, but at the same time, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that we could figure it all out. Everything can go back to normal. Um, I think a time like the coronavirus has allowed me personally to sit back a little bit and appreciate some other things that maybe I was taking for granted at the moment. Um, but I, I I do think we we need to figure out how to how to get back out there, you know, uh, safely. Safely is the most important part. Um, it's sad, man. You hear a lot of stories, different stories of people and their losses, and it's just it's it's something that you know I don't think everybody really understands, and including myself, how severe this may be, depending on not being not uh. Not necessarily being tied to it, you know, like if I, if something like this happened to my family members, I think I would um, have a more, there'd be more of importance towards the virus. You know what I'm saying? There would be something that'll hurt me. Tangible evidence, things that
1: you can see, things that you can experience. Because if we want to, Orlando, we can open up whatever app we have or news channel Mm -hmm. we have, and we can be inundated with everybody else's problems. And I saw an article today that this is the most unhappy that Americans have been in 50 years. Well, yeah, I'd say so. I mean, that, that makes sense. But how do you handle it all personally? And you're right. I think I've had to rein myself in, focus completely on what I can control, which is my family spend as much time as I can with them, and then be nice to everybody, man. That's a a gift you have, though, because you didn't know me from anybody when I stepped Mm -hmm. in that dugout the first time. But I guarantee you, you made me feel welcome. And I haven't had a chance maybe to thank you for that. But I thank you for that because I needed that kind of welcome. And I got it from a kid who's a junior playing ball. You were always so accommodating and nice. That's a gift, man. Don't ever lose that because you don't, you don't realize what that means to folks when you're going about it, and you handle that with the fans too. Fans had that relationship with you because they loved you be, be, be the way that you handled yourself. So don't ever um, lose that and just know how important that character trait is because I don't have that as far as going out and just trying to make somebody's day, but you have it
2: you do you do you got it in your voice man that's that's what you do best you know and believe it or not you probably hop on there not knowing how much effect you have on these people or even the relation you give them towards the game you know those who aren't able to join the game and I think that's something that I mean like you said we we never met each other and we went in and it was it was always a good relationship and I appreciate that too man I I appreciate the relationship you gave us um and the access you know you allowed us to give towards the fans and um but, no, as far as the fans go, I think it's, it's something that I've always enjoyed, you know, because I, I remember going to games and seeing players um, and just always wanting to be them, you know, always wanting to be in their shoes. And, and you see all these kids out there in Lubbock that are doing the same at the moment. And to me, it's it, how, can I, how can I not see the vice versa, you know. So I think that was a very humbling experience to see in itself. Um, but, no, that, like you said, man, I appreciate it. Yeah,
1: anytime. Again, we're talking to Orlando Garcia. Um, what I was going to do here, I was going to thumb through if we had any Garcia-laters on my phone here. So you can <laughs> just hear one more uh, Orlando Garcia-later. Uh, I'm looking for it, but I don't know. Um, yeah, and then an adios muchacho to follow that. Um, you guys gave there that to is. me. But do you know that <laughs> um, adios muchacho, that's, again, if, if you don't know, which you probably do if you're listening to this, that's something that I kind of just created. But you know that the Garcia later part came from a listener. Really? Yeah. When you would hit the home run say Garcia or like Orlando Garcia later, and then adios muchacho um, that came from a suggestion on our guns up radio Twitter account. And that also shows that uh, I'm, I'm open to good ideas. Now I've had some bad ideas thrown my way. But uh, I just want to let you know that came from a, a loyal listener who said I'm a little bit. I'm. A, it was. It was the first. But by the way, your home run against New Mexico was the first home run I ever called at Texas Tech. Really? Down the left field line. Yeah, and I think you had two or three that game.
2: That's right. I remember that.
1: Yeah, that was my first game that I got to call. And I realized that. That's yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys had already been playing, but I'd been with. Uh, I'd been with basketball
2: basketball yeah
1: so uh yeah somebody said i'm a little disappointed you didn't say that and then i kept it the rest of the year so there you go (laughs) that's (laughs) That's funny man yeah man hey we appreciate you this is going to go out on all of our uh uh Formats, all of our programming, uh, Texas Tech Athletics, Texas Tech Baseball, my Twitter account, it'll be all over the place. And I know the folks that hit this button and subscribe to the podcast will love hearing from Orlando Garcia, man. Hey, we appreciate it. Um, congratulations on being engaged. You'll soon find that that is the most important thing right there. And then you move on. Good luck with that rooster out there, Orlando. We appreciate
2: it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys, man. Whenever I. Uh... Come down and love it. we got to get some lunch or something and uh, catch up, man. It's been, it's been too long. Sounds good to me, man. Thank you. All right. Yes, sir. You take care. Some people just know bundling with
1: Allstate means big savings, just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at, and olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. Mm. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. percent